0: Hi, this is John Butters, Senior Earnings Analyst at FactSet, and welcome to this week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight Podcast. The FactSet Earnings Insight Podcast is based on content published in the FactSet Earnings Insight Report, which provides commentary and analysis on corporate earnings for the S&P 500 and is available each week on the FactSet website at www.factset.com. We'll start this week's podcast with an update of the key metrics for the second quarter earnings season for the S&P 500, which started this past week. Then we'll discuss our topic of the week, which is the difference in earnings and revenue growth for companies with more or less international exposure. Given the uneven global economic recovery from COVID-19, our S&P 500 companies with more international exposure expected to report lower earnings and revenue growth in Q2 compared to S&P 500 companies with more domestic exposure. But first, let's provide an update for the second quarter earnings season for the index. At this point in time, more S&P 500 companies are beating EPS estimates than average, and beating estimates by a wider margin than average. As a result, the index is reporting higher earnings for the second quarter today, relative to the end of last week, and relative to the end of the quarter. The index is now reporting the highest year-over-year growth in earnings since the fourth quarter of 2009. Analysts also expect double-digit earnings growth for the second half of 2021. These above-average growth rates are due to a combination of higher earnings in 2021 and an easier comparison to weaker earnings in 2020 due to the negative impact of COVID-19 on a number of industries. Overall, 8% of the companies in the S&P 500 have reported actual results to date for the second quarter. Of these companies, 85% have reported actual EPS above estimates, which is above the 5-year average of 75%. If 85% is the final percentage for the quarter, it will mark the second highest percentage of S&P 500 companies reporting a positive EPS surprise since FactSet began tracking this metric in 2008. In aggregate, companies are reporting earnings that are 22.9% above the estimates, which is also above the five-year average of 7.8%. If 22.9% is the final percentage for the quarter, it will also mark the second largest earnings surprise percentage reported by the index since FAQSA began tracking this metric in 2008. Due to the number and magnitude of these positive earnings surprises, the index is reporting higher earnings for the second quarter today relative to the end of last week and relative to the end of the quarter. The blended earnings growth rate for the second quarter is 69.3% today, compared to an earnings growth rate of 63.9% last week and an earnings growth rate of 63.3% at the end of the second quarter on June 30th. Now, when we use the term blended, we're referencing that the growth rate combines actual results for companies that have reported and estimated results for companies that have yet to report. Positive earnings surprises reported by companies in the financial sector, led by Bank of America, Citigroup, JPMorgan Chase, Wells Fargo, and Goldman Sachs, were mainly responsible for the improvement in overall earnings for the index during the past week. Positive earnings surprises reported by companies in the financial sector, Led by these same five companies, have also been the top contributors to the overall increase in earnings for the index since the end of the second quarter. If 69.3% is the actual growth rate for the quarter, it will mark the highest year-over-year earnings growth reported by the index since the fourth quarter of 2009 at 109.1%. The unusually high growth rate is due to a combination of higher earnings in the second quarter of 2021 and an easier comparison to weaker earnings in the second quarter of 2020 due to the negative impact of COVID-19 on a number of industries. All 11 sectors are reporting, or expected to report, year-over-year earnings growth, led by the energy sector, for which a growth rate is not available due to the year-ago loss reported by the sector, the industrial sector at 360%, the consumer discretionary sector at 217%, the financial sector at 152%, and the material sector at 121%. Looking at future quarters, analysts project double-digit earnings growth for the second half of 2021. The forward 12-month PE ratio is 21.4, which is above the five-year average and above the 10-year average. And during the week, 79 S&P 500 companies, including nine Dow 30 components, are scheduled to report results for the second quarter. High-profile companies expected to report results during the week include Johnson and Johnson, AT&T, Verizon, Intel. Coca-Cola, IBM, Dow, Netflix, Honeywell, American Express, and Travelers. Now let's move on to our topic of the week, which is the difference in earnings and revenue growth rates for companies with more or less international exposure. Given the uneven global economic recovery from the impact of COVID-19, are S&P 500 companies with more international revenue exposure expected to underperform S&P 500 companies with more domestic revenue exposure in terms of earnings and revenue growth for the second quarter? The answer is no. Factset geographic revenue exposure data, which is based on the most recently reported fiscal year data for each company in the index, was used to answer this question. For this analysis, the index was divided into two groups, companies that generate more than 50% of sales inside the U.S. are those with more domestic exposure, and companies that generate more than 50% of sales outside the U.S. are those with more international exposure. Aggregate revenue growth rates are then calculated based on these two groups. As we previously noted, the blended earnings growth rate for the S&P 500 for the second quarter is 69.3%. For companies that generate more than 50% of sales inside the U.S., the blended earnings growth rate is 62%. For companies that generate more than 50% of sales outside the U.S., the blended earnings growth rate is 87%. The blended revenue growth rate for the S&P 500 for the second quarter is 20.2%. For companies that generate more than 50% of sales inside the U.S., the blended revenue growth rate is 17%. For companies that generate more than 50% of sales outside the U.S., The blended revenue growth rate is 30.5%. So what is driving the outperformance of S&P 500 companies with higher international revenue exposure? What the sector level, the energy sector is expected to be the largest contributor to the higher earnings and revenue growth rates for S&P 500 companies with more international exposure. Within the energy sector, ExxonMobil and Chevron are the largest contributors to earnings and revenue growth for S&P 500 companies with more international exposure. ExxonMobil generates 65% of revenues outside the U.S., while Chevron generates 61% of revenues outside the U.S. If these two companies were excluded, the blended earnings growth rate for S&P 500 companies that generate more than 50% of revenues outside the U.S. would fall to 63.9% from 87%, while the blended revenue growth rate for S&P 500 companies that generate more than 50% of revenues outside the U.S. would fall to 24.5%, from 30.5 percent. This concludes our podcast for this week. Thank you for listening. For more information on the topics discussed today and other market-moving trends, please visit the FactSet website at www.factset.com and check out the full FactSet Earnings Insight report, our FactSet Insight blog, and our Street Account podcasts. And of course, stay tuned for next week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight podcast.